Trying to finish it off before I start. Nice fudge pop. Mm. Yep. <clears throat> I'm almost done. Whip my fudge pop. One more. Mmm, fudge pop. Hold on, I gotta lick the stick. Everybody knows. It's fun to lick the stick. Hold on, gotta pop a top. Welcome everybody to the penultimate episode of the Lethargic Squeaky Chair Worst Podcast on the Internet podcast thing. I am your host, me, and I feel terrible today. I don't really feel like doing this at all, and... I'm doing it anyway because I want to get all this finished. Shouldn't be doing this at all. So, what are we going to do? Ah. <sighs> I'm bored. <sighs> it's, uh... You know what? Here's what we're going to do. I don't have anything to talk about. So, I'm going to do what I rarely do, and I'm going and I'm going to go to the phones. Let's see, we got any callers? That didn't work. Hello. Caller? Are you there? What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Hello, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, uh, my name uh -huh. is Mohammed oh. from Tuscaloosa. Oh boy, you're not going to blow me up, are you? Hello. <laughs> oh. That is so funny, I forget <laughs> to laugh. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What's your name? Oh, you're sitting here. What you calling about? What's your question? First time caller, oh, okay. long time listener. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I get it. Funny. What's your question? B -b -b Hello. Question? Do you have one? No. Don't. Huh? No. Sorry. Uh, you got a question? What's going on? No. Huh? You put the red wire in. Huh? The red wire, not the green. What the hell? Sorry about that. I'm here. What's going on there? No, I what? said the red wire, not the green. Okay, that sounds crazy. What's going on? Oh, it's nothing to worry of. It's just make my son is making a clock oh. for his school. That sounds likely. What's your question? Hello. Okay. Mm -hmm. My question. Yep. What? Uh huh. Do you think? Yeah. Of the presidential candidates. Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Well, uh, 
I'm gonna hang up. Let you listen off air. Got anything else to say before I go? Um. Mm-hmm. Ramon. No, 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 no. Hang guy. up. Prank caller. Prank caller. Oh God. I've taken two phone calls, and I've been Baba buoyed and Ramoned. Well. <clears throat> Well, that is a good question, though. I am way into this election. I got to bring up a list, though, because I can't remember how many there is. Okay, I got my list up. Um, first of all, I love the presidential election runoff thingamajig. I get into watching this stuff every single time. It is the best television on television. And this time, it is beyond belief entertaining. And of course, that is all thanks to one man. Donald Trump. I have no idea how anybody out there doesn't love Donald Trump. I don't care about his politics. I don't care about all the crazy things he says. It's that he's just a wrecking ball crashing through this awful system. He has ruined everybody's day. All these douchebags thought they had a chance of being president with their crappy politics as usual horse manure. They thought they had a chance. And then they show up and Donald Trump has stolen Every second of their crappy thunder. And he's, he is such an asshole who is willing to call out anybody for anything that all, everybody else has to up their game and start acting like him. So they're actually showing their real personality some. It's crazy. We never see this. He is the greatest thing to happen to this country since sliced bread. I don't know. I don't know. Usually, all we have is these fake assholes saying fake things to each other and pretending to like each other and saying the right nice things. And now... There's this wrecking ball forcing them all to react to him. And we're actually getting to see the real candidates. And it's like people think Donald Trump's actually going to win. He has, I don't know, maybe if we're lucky he'll win. But I think he has no chance. But what he's going to do is make everything more interesting. Make more people pay attention. Make more people study and figure out who they actually want to vote for. And he's going to make the other candidates up their game. It's just, he's not the guy. But he's the guy who makes the guy. But And the best thing is, we have become this awful society who pretends to be offended at every other word that comes out of every other person's mouth. We are the land of fake apologies. And then here comes this one knight in shining armor who says everything he thinks without thinking. What? Says everything he thinks without giving a who says everything he thinks 
and doesn't care what anybody else thinks about it. And when they call him on it, he refuses to apologize. In the land of fake apologies, the man who doesn't apologize is king. I gave no damn about Donald Trump. None whatsoever. He was I just, He's a kook, goofy, dumbass. Don't care about him. Then he announced he was running for president. And he shows up. And he just wall, wall, China, 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 wall, wall, China, China, wall, wall, China, China, John McCain sucks. And he's my favorite person alive now. I would love to see him win. Even if he sucks, it's going to be four years of just hilarity. But we'll get more to get back to him in a little bit. Let's go through the rest of the candidates. Gonna start with the Democratic side size. Democratic side, because there's not a lot of those. You got your uh Joe Biden. He's not in the race right now that I'm recording this. Probably half of these people won't be in the race by the time I'm recording this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Right after this root beer. Uh, Joe Biden <clears throat> says he's not gonna run. But he probably will. Uh, Might not. Probably will. And I say this about Joe Biden. He's one of the people. That. I look at and I said. Why are people saying Donald Trump. Is the crazy one. Joe Biden has done nothing for the past eight years. But be certifiably insane. If he's not molesting people on the, at a press conference, he's cussing on a live mic, picking his nose behind the Pope. He's always doing something. He's never had, he hasn't had one single accomplishment that I know of as vice president, except be the constant butt of jokes. The guy is a nut job. He's a lovable nut job. But people say, do you trust Donald Trump with the nuclear codes? Well, of course. The guy is not going to go around dropping nuclear bombs on everybody. Well, I'm not quite sure about Joe Biden. I don't know if I'd trust him with anything. The guy is goofy. But he might be the best choice out of all the Democrats, which is the sad thing. And people act like the Republicans are in trouble. Joe Biden is insane. All right. Get my point. Lincoln Chaffee. I have no idea. He's the former governor of Rhode Island. Does that really count as a governor when you have 20 people in your state? Martin O'Malley, former governor of Maryland. I think most of his politics kind of suck. Don't agree with him. But the guy plays banjo. He plays the banjo. So, he might be my Democratic pick. Because he plays banjo. None of these other losers play banjo. So that makes him pretty cool in my book. And we got Jim Webb, former senator from Virginia. Never heard his name in my life. Then we got Bernie Sanders, who is also completely and utterly insane he he is a socialist and not like people try to say Obama's a socialist and he's not this guy self-proclaimed socialist 
His entire campaign is Robin Hood. He's going to steal from the rich and give to the poor. Watching his campaign speeches is like watching Wizard of Oz. The Congress and the Senate are not allow, going to allow him to do any of this craziness he's proposing. It's an utterly waste of a candidate. Nothing he wants to do is going to happen. He's another Obama. Obama made a lot of big promises. Hope and hope and change and change. And business as usual. He's George Bush 2. Well, 3 technically. But he's a Democrat. And he's black. But he's George W. Bush's evil twin brother. And I didn't know it could get more evil than George W. Bush. But it managed to get that way. Bernie Sanders is just... the thing, One thing that really makes me laugh about all this is... For 8 years... We heard, we're tired of the old, rich, white guy. We are so sick and tired of being led by old, rich, white guys. They did a good job for a few hundred years, but now we're sick of them. We don't want any of these old, rich, white men's. Get us a black guy. Get us a woman. Get us a, a Filipino lady. No more old, rich, white guys. All the Occupy Wall Street douchebags. That's all they were saying. No more rich, old, white men. And now they are supporting Bernie Sanders. You can get richer than Bernie Sanders, but he's rich. But you can't get very much older or whiter than Bernie Sanders. Or weaker. The guy is a poontang. Did you see the video of the Black Lives Matter <coughs> protesters? Did you see the video of the Black Lives Matter protesters storming his, his stage and demanding to talk? He did nothing. He just rolled over and let them take over his whole campaign rally. He ran for the hills. Oh, there's black ladies. Oh, black women are scary. Oh, no. There's two black ladies near me. Get me out of here. People say Obama's weak. He's not weak. He's just got a lot of checks and balances that keeps him from doing what he wants to do. If two people ran on his stage, I think he might punch him. But not Bernie Sanders. And he's from Vermont. <laughs> Nobody cares about Vermont. And then we come to Hillary Clinton. Once again, I ask, how is Donald Trump considered the crazy, stupid, goof candidate? Hillary Clinton has one qualification to be president. She's been married to a president. That's it. She has no accomplishments to her name. Zero. She was the first lady. Uh, I think she said something about it takes a village. I think that's all she accomplished as first lady. It takes a village. Then she was a senator from New York. How that works, I have no idea. I mean, weren't they from 
Little Rock, Arkansas? How the hell is she? I mean, now she's a senator from New York. We know you're from Arkansas. You can't be a senator from New York. Why she's in the Senate? What has she accomplished? Nothing. Then she's Secretary of State. What has she accomplished? Nothing. And then all she's done, she's already she already ran against Obama and got her ass kicked. And for some reason, now the past eight years since she lost has been nothing but her embroiled in one controversy after another. That's it. Benghazi, the emails, her falling down and banging her head. It's just constant. It's constantly here we're Clinton suspected of this and suspected of that. It's just constant. She's done nothing in the eight years to make her a better candidate. All she's done is become a worse one. Yet she's leading the pack. It makes no sense. And even before those eight years, it's been controversy after controversy after controversy. She's been married to Bill Clinton, who has been in controversy after controversy after controversy. But I love Bill Clinton. I'll take Bill Clinton right now put him back because despite his controversies and setbacks he has a million accomplishments and you know he can get the job done Hillary Clinton has never gotten any job done that's why Monica Lewinsky had to give the blowjob it's just an utter joke I don't understand people act like the Republican Party is in trouble and I look at the Democratic candidates I'm like Hillary Clinton is really the best you have? I would take $20 Trumps over Hillary Clinton. I'd take Rubio over Clinton. And I can't stand him. We're really dragging this out, ain't we? Let's go to the Republicans. That'll take uh, up a couple hours. Okay, let's go Jeb Bush. <laughs> Jeb Bush. Oh. Is that really what we want? Another Bush against another Clinton? Oh. <sighs> Okay, it's not even worth talking about. Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson has said some good things, some stuff I really liked. But I got two problems. One is that every time he talks, he sounds like he's drunk. He's always slurring. He's always speaking really slow. He's he's He always sounds zooted. He doesn't sound as zooted as Rick Perry did last year at the debate when he was high on pain pills, but this dude sounds zooted. He reminds me of the Thin Man. Nick Charles. Secondly, is that he's a Republican. <laughs> I mean, after... The whole, the, uh, the whole presidential thing is always a circle. Democrat get Democrat gets in there for a while, does good, then screws it up. So we got switched to Republican. Then he fixes it. Everything's good for a while. Then he screws it up. Then Democrat goes in. And he fixes the problems, and then he screws it up. And then Republican goes in, and he fixes the problems, and then he screws it up. The other way, and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. So I totally, 100 million percent, hope to God we get a Dem uh, Republican in there now. But my problem with Ben Carson and all of them 
is that, yes, we need Republican financial fiscal responsibility, small government, blah, blah, blah type stuff. And all that sounds great coming out of their mouths. But then somebody says, well, what do you think about abortion? What do you think about gay rights? Do you believe in God? And the second gay marriage and dead babies and God starts flouting out of these people's mouth, I, oh my God, they're idiots. Why can't we have a libertarian president? Why can't we be fiscally conservative and socially liberal? Is that too much to ask? And it just I don't understand why they don't understand why they don't bleh. and I just don't understand why they can't see that they come off as the biggest hypocrites around. They go, we can't ban guns, pro gun control. Totally agree. Stay out of our lives. Quit trying to legislate our rights. But we're going to ban your right to get married. What? We're going to ban your right to choose an abortion or not. What? Either you get out of our pockets and get out of our lives. Or you're going to meddle in our lives a whole lot. Which one is it? Here's my belief in everything. Freedom. The end. You have the freedom to ha own 300 guns. You have the freedom to cut your pecker off and become a woman. And then you have the right to marry the guy with all the guns. Whatever. Rip the babies out of your vaginas all you want. It might not be something I'd do. But if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. Freedom. You have the right to do whatever you want to do. That's not illegal. But I have the freedom to say, I think you're an asshole. You have the freedom to get married to a man. This guy over here has the freedom to not like it. The end. But the God thing is really getting to be the worst thing. Particularly with Ben Carson. Do you understand that his entire tax plan is 100% based on how taxes worked in the Bible. That is what a religious kooky is. Even if the Bible tax system was great. I don't know if something that worked in year 23 works in the year 2016. Seems kind of crazy. Enough about the Ben Carson. Governor Chris Christie. I quite like Chris, Chris Christie. Sometimes. Sometimes I hate him. But I just can't understand that he's even running after that whole bridge thing. That's kind of crazy. But I'd vote for him over any of those Democratic ones. He's fat and stuff and jolly. Uh, he says a lot of those hacky politician things, but for some reason I believe him when he says them. Then we got U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, he could be the most hateable person in this solar system. He's just the worst. His talking voice is ah, oh, it's so grating, and the bull sugar that comes out of his mouth. 
There is not one second of that man's existence I believe is real. I don't believe a single word that comes out of his mouth. He is so fake and insincere. And I guarantee this. Sometime in our lifetime, his secret is going to come out. He's either gay or a child molester. Guaranteed. Lethargic guarantee. The guy's got something hidden in his closet. Foul trading with Jared Fogle or something. He is not this person he's presenting. Absolutely not. That man is tapping his foot in the bathroom stall right now. Businesswoman Carly Fiorina. I've only seen her in the one debate so far. And I thought she was quite good. Just like all candidates, there was stuff I really hated, but I might vote for her if it was down to her and a Democrat. She's kind of hard to look at. And she is a woman. Do we really want a woman? She's no Sarah Palin, give you that. Former Governor Jim Gilmore, never heard his name in my life. U.S. Senator, US Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. <laughs> he, right now, right this second, I guarantee, lethargic guarantee, Lindsey Graham is in the bathroom stall next to Ted Cruz Tapping his foot. Mike Huckabee. As much as I hate Ted Cruz. Whoops. Much as I hate Ted Cruz. You could. Times that to infinity. And that might be how much I hate Mike Huckabee. What a glorious douchebag this guy is. And the fact that he's hitched his entire campaign to that awful piece of garbage in Kentucky, the county clerk refusing to give the gay marriage licenses. I mean, what in the, who is running his campaign? The entire country hates that woman's guts, except about 200 rednecks. I'm sure the Westboro Baptist Church loves her to death. But that's about it. Everybody else hates her guts. Even if you're on her side, you, you think, well, she's got a job to do, and so she should do it. And quit trying to make, make it all about her. I mean, there's a million reasons to hate her. And why Mike Huckabee would tie his entire campaign so close to this woman? He might as well have tied it to the Charles Manson. He should base his whole campaign on Charles Manson. I guarantee you he would get more votes. This religious nut job asshole. Piece of garbage. Governor Bobby Jindal. I hate his face. I'm not going to vote for him. Governor John Kasich of Ohio. I really don't know much. I've seen the two debates and I still don't know much. He seems like a okay guy. But I don't know. But if it was between him and Hillary, I vote for him three times. Governor George Pataki of New York. No shot. Can't believe he hasn't dropped out yet. Rand Paul. He also has no shot. But. I'd vote for him tomorrow. 
He's the closest thing we have to a chance at a libertarian president. And he wants to completely destroy the IRS. I would love to see him try to do that. <laughs> and that's one another thing that I always laugh at with the Republicans. They always go up there and they talk about they're going to create these many jobs and these many jobs and that many jobs. We're going to create jobs up our ass. And then in the next breath, they're like, I'm going to eliminate the IRS. And I'm going to get rid of the Department of Education. I'm going to get rid of the Department of Agriculture. I'm going to do this and that and this and that. And I'll go, even if you create a whole bunch of jobs, you, you're saying that you're going to also get a lot of people fired. So it's going to kind of even out. I do like the flat tax. Rand Paul also has some funny hair. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio. He is the most frustrating. Because I like 90% of what he says. I'm like, oh, this, I can't believe I like Marco Rubio. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And then somebody asks about abortion. And then I go, I'd vote for him over Hillary, though. Because the good thing is, as much as they rail about abortion and all this crap, they're never going to be able to do anything about it. It's never going to happen. They're just saying what they gotta say because they're Republicans, so we gotta be against abortion. Blinka, blinka, blinka. Former U.S. Senator Rick Santorum. Once again, I ask, how is Donald Trump considered the weird candidate? Rick Santorum is famous for one reason. His baby died at birth. But they still took the baby home and had his kids meet it and play with it. And then they slept with the dead baby in his bed. It's a cocksucker like this who's going to cause the zombie apocalypse. We don't need that in our Oval Office. And then we come to Donald Trump. Donald Trump, I've already talked about him a lot and said how much I like him. He might be my perfect candidate because he is exactly what I said I wanted. He is going to be a fiscally conservative guy, but we all know full well he does not have any plan to try to get rid of abortion or gay marriage or anything. He's not that guy. He's almost a libertarian. Sure, 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 sure. He's He's got to say stuff. He's got to say, oh, I don't like abortion. I don't like them queers getting hitched. He's got to say that stuff because he's trying to win the Republican nomination. So he's got to say it. But I have no doubt in my mind that it means absolutely nothing to him. I don't take it seriously seriously at all. So there's my picks. My picks. So there's my thoughts. Libertarian Party still hasn't chosen a candidate yet. Ooh, I wish it'd be Gary Johnson again and Gary Johnson would win, but that never happens. You know, like I said, I've been, I get into this every four years. I love the presidential election. But I don't think I've ever picked a winner. Gone for has never won. I believe that. 
Only guy I ever liked at one was Bill Clinton over George Bush Sr. But then the next election, I believe it was George, well, Bill Clinton and uh, Bob Dole. And I loved Bob Dole and his pen. He lost. <sighs> then we had that, uh, Al Gore and George Bush. I was all gung-ho Al Gore because George Bush was the Antichrist. And then George Bush won. In quotes. <laughs> that and that was up until Donald Trump, that election was the greatest thing ever in politics. I remember staying up to like three or four in the morning, watching, waiting for the results, watching the controversy, hearing about the Hanan Chads. Oh my god, the Hanan Chads was so fun. And then what was it? it was George Bush and uh, John Kerry. I was totally for John Kerry. Because how could anybody in their right mind vote for George Bush again? And then somehow these people voted for George Bush again. Then we had the Barack Obama and the uh, John McCain. I was all pro John McCain. Loved John McCain for years. But a funny thing happened on the way to the forum and during that election. John McCain became an incredible douchebag. He became the politician he never was. He was the anti-Republican Republican. He was his own man. He was a guy who didn't just blindly follow his party. But during that election, he sold his soul and started blindly following the party. And then he picked Sarah Palin. <sighs> and by the time the election was over, I still voted for him, I do believe. But I was like, you know, it would be pretty fun to have the get to see the first black president. I started buying into all that hope and change stuff. And then there weren't any... There weren't any hope. There was no change. Oh, my God. But then four years after that, had enough of that hope and change. I was like, Mitt Romney. And I still think... That was the worst election in presidential history. Mitt Romney was so the perfect choice. I have zero doubt that Mitt Romney would have been a great president. And as time has gone on, we've seen everything he said during the election turn out to be true. And everybody laughed at him for saying it. And then it all turned out to be true and right. I think this country would be in much better shape today with Mitt Romney. But uh, we got Barack Obama again. And in the past four years, his list of accomplishments include flying around the country and giving political speeches yep that's about it so that's the end of that I think I talked about that enough that I bore you I bored myself got some root beer Got a squeaky chair. Holy piss nuggets. It's been 45 minutes. Gonna have to edit that down. Here's the problem. Here's why my chair squeaks so much. I'm talking to a microphone. And it's on a microphone stand. And then the chair's got four legs. So I'm constantly having to turn the chair so the legs don't hit the base of the microphone stand.
I always gotta turn it so it, the microphone stand goes in between two of the legs. This week's sponsor of the podcast is A and W Diet Root Beer. Go to a and w dot com and then put the code <laughs> to get a free six pack. Not even trying anymore, really. Notice that folders here. The main attraction of this podcast, wink, wink, is this folder here. It's a. Uh, it's an old photo I had in high school that I recently rediscovered, and it has old lyrics and old stories that I wrote when I was a very young man and thought I was awesome. It turned out I was not awesome. And. This all sucks. So, I found it to be very funny-ish to go through this crap and read it to you, people. And let you see how awful I really was. I am not sure. Okay, let's do two lyrics this week. Maybe three. Because the story I'm going to read is pretty long. It's the longest one so far. And I'm, I'm trying to save a lot of good lyrics for the big season finale next week. A very special episode of the Lethargic Squeaky Chair podcast thing. Okay. Is there enough paper rattling? I'm going to do three lyrics. Here is lyric number one. It's called Limits on Due Process. Limits on Due Process. Here we go. Miranda warnings mixed with winter dreams. My mind is going to bust at the seams. Annual reports mixed with criminal cases. My mind is a series of mazes. Vodka death black sucks life white. Thin, blue, time, fat, red, past. Future, dust, orange, present, dirt, yellow. I bet y'all don't understand what that means, but I'm really smart, so I do. Annexation mixed with consolidation. My mind is filled with... With information. Prisoners mixed with the death penalty. I'm going crazy. Can't you see? One of the E's in C is backwards. So I was crazy. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Like the direction. And then right as the action, and then right as the direction again. Left, draw, wrong. Thin, death, dust, fat, life, dirt. Future, red, sucks, past, blue, life. Yep. That's what it said. I wrote that down and kept it for... 20 years. Okay. That one was stupid. This song is called Punk Song Number 149. So apparently this is going to be a punk song. And it's the 149th punk song. 
just in case you were wondering. I don't know why I'm here in a world where nobody cares. Nobody cares about me. Somebody set me free. Somebody help me. Help me leave me. Confusion takes control. Paranoia breaks my mind. I don't know why I'm here in a world where nobody cares. Nobody cares about me. Somebody set me free. That song wasn't very funny, but what are you going to do? It was awful. I didn't guarantee they'd be funny. I did guarantee they'd be awful. <laughs> this na This next song is called Moody. <sighs> Arms lie along a table. Legs lie along a chair. You killed me with a fable. And unfelt cares my body has no meat only have skin and bones I feel beat I feel like I'm alone I should have been alive I should have been dead in a cement water dive After everything's been said, there is scum on nails, dirt between my toes. My body's blood's for sale. I've reached all new lows. I don't feel bad. I don't feel good. I don't feel sad. I'm in a bad mood. Award-winning. File these under crap. Okay, let's get to the story. This story has a cover sheet. The teacher gave me a, the highest possible score was a 75. I got a minus seven, so I got a 68. And she wrote, exciting. And apparently we was looking for six traits. And then uh, it's got a, each trait has strengths and weaknesses. And she checked strengths or weaknesses that this story had first trait is ideas and content I got all strengths she checked interesting well focused clear detailed complete and rich and then under written from experience she put a question mark I can't wait to see what this story is to see if she couldn't tell if it was written from experience Under weaknesses, one of the uh, boxes is boring. She didn't check that. She apparently didn't listen to this podcast. Could you imagine being in school and you put all this work in or writing some story that's several pages long and then you get your checklist back and the teacher checked boring. Trait two organization I got checks and good introduction good placement of details strong transitions reader doesn't have to think about organization strong conclusion start somewhere and go somewhere builds tension and creates interest I didn't get a check in smooth easy pace 
Some of the weaknesses available is boring again. Doesn't go any anywhere. Wanders aimlessly. Drags on too long. <laughs> oh, that'd be so insulting to get those things from a teacher. Trait three, voice. I got three strengths. I got individual, honest, and natural. I did not get a check in appealing. That's the story of my life. Unchecked on appealing. I did not get checked on written to be read and enjoyed. Well, how, how else would you read it? I mean, well, well, how else would you write it? Why else would you write it if you didn't want it to be read and enjoyed? Okay, trait four, word choice. I got one strength. Strong imagery. Under weaknesses, I got checked on languages vague and abstract. Mostly is, are verbs. I know what that means. Trait five, sentence fluency. I got checked on fluid strength. strength. Trait five, sentence fluency. Under strength, I got checked on fluid, varied sentence length, varied sentence structure, and varied sentence beginnings. Is that really a plus to have varied sentence length? I mean, doesn't every story have varied sentence length? Nobody sits there and says, oh, I gotta have 10 words per sentence, and that's it. Trait six, conventions. I got three, three checks under strength and four under weakness. Under strength, I got easy to read, good margins, oh, thanks. I worked hard on the margins. An effective title. And this wasn't enough. She also wrote, Excellent. Under weaknesses, I got spelling faulty, not phonetic. Punctuation doesn't work well with sentence structure. Grammatical problems and faulty usage. My one reader, Flack, has done... My one listener, Flack, has edited it to me before and proofread my writings and I'm sure he would check the same boxes okay through the title page we get to the story at the top of my story she wrote entertaining she wrote creative idea for a plot over here she wrote excellent use of fragments and she wrote another cliffhanger. I don't know what that's about. And on the last page at the end, she says, Marvelous writing talent. I hope you continue to write in college and for your personal satisfaction. Believe it or not, I didn't go to college. There's one mistake she has circled here that says mistake on board Tuesday. Does that mean she's going to put my mistake on the board and make everybody laugh at it? Okay, let's read this story without further ado. I hope this is somehow entertaining. But I'm pretty sure it won't be. This whole podcast has been non-entertaining so far. I blabbed about politics. Nobody wants to hear politics. Moonlight Eyes is the name of the story. Moonlight Eyes. Moonlight Eyes. Written by me. Moonlight Eyes. Uh... Here we go. Moonlight Eyes. It's three pages. With good margins. Moonlight Eyes. John holds the woman's hand. From her hand, he can tell that she will never have a child. Never marry. Never go to Europe like she wants to. And she will die 
very young. He tells her everything except the part about her death. No one wants to hear that they are no one wants to hear that they are going to die. At least most people don't. Some people beg him to tell them, and when he does, they usually always run out of the house, calling him a liar and wanting their money back. This woman does not press him to tell him when she will die. Alright. He tells her everything else for over an hour. John tells the woman tiny little details of her future. After he is done, the blonde woman looks at John with her shiny green eyes and thanks him. The thanks is too great for what he has done. He knows that the woman will be struck by a car and killed before this day is over. But he does not tell her. He lets her walk out of his life so she can go get killed and he doesn't know why. This guy sounds like a grade A jerk. I mean, I get why you don't, if you were, a, I guess he's, I assume he's a psychic. And then if you like telling somebody's fortune and then they're going to die in 20 years. You, okay, don't tell them. But she's fixing to just get hit by a car that day. You can't tell her that? Say, hey, just go home. Cut out sick. Whatever. Don't be walking around near cars. I mean, he could... He could go to the scene where she's going to get killed and push her out of the way. And then he might get some... You know what I mean? It makes him think. He wonders if he would like to know when he was going to die. Why wouldn't he know? Hold your own hand. He would. John has never used his powers on himself. It is time to try. John grabs a picture of himself and sets it in front of him. He concentrates on the picture. His eyes close and he goes into some sort of trance. Then it's got an asterisk. Uh, I don't know what that means. I guess it's a chapter break? When John was five, his eyes began to change colors. His eyes began to change from a shade of brown to a shade of purple. He was the only person he had ever seen who had purple eyes. And the teacher writes Elizabeth Taylor. I weren't asking for your input, teach. Trying to tell him a story. His grandmother told him that he had moonlight eyes. And that he would be able to see the future. The brighter the shade of purple, the stronger his powers would be. John's eyes were so bright you could see them in the dark. His grandmother was right. By the time he was 16, he could see what would happen the next day by looking at a calendar. His powers kept growing until he could see people's future just by touching them. And now he uses his power on himself. He always told himself that he wouldn't do this. He always quoted to himself the line from Pygmalion. His English teacher made him memorize. Time enough to think of the future when you haunt any future to think of. This always stopped him, but not this time. Another asterisk. 
He awakens from the trance to find himself surrounded in darkness. Dark. Black. Two red eyes appear in front of him, accompanied by a voice. You let her die, John. No, I didn't. You killed her. No. You are a murderer. No. You know what is going to happen and you let her leave. I can't alter the future. Murderer. 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 The scene switches. John sees the woman crossing the road in front of the First National Bank. He sees the car smash into her and her limp body fly into the air. The body comes down with a thud at John's feet. John awakens in a sweat. He stands up and runs out the door. He runs and runs through the city streets. He takes a left, another left, a right, a left, and another right. Directions. He is now at the bank. He looks across the street. The woman puts her foot on the pavement and begins to cross. He looks down the road. A red Corvette speeds down the road with no hint of stopping. John begins running toward the woman. The car draws closer. John runs closer. He reaches the woman closer. He pushes the woman back onto the sidewalk closer. She screams as she falls. Tires squeal. A pain in John's side. A feeling... of weightlessness, pain as he smashes into cracked concrete, a tunnel with the bright light at the end. You know, I was scared that this story might not suck. But in the end, I managed to suck it up. I repeat, she said, marvelous writing talent. That story just made me sad. Now I'm depressed. Oh my God. Hour and ten minutes. I've been recording for an hour and ten minutes. Oh my God. I'm going to have to do some editing. Talk to y'all later.